Hey everyone, husband here. And I'm wife. If you've been listening to us, then you know we're all about reading the Bible and reacting to it on our first read-through. Cuss words, crying, laughing, and more. We're passionate about creating a podcast that takes the sanctity out of the sacred text and simply stating it as we see it. But we can't do it without your help. We're asking for your support to help us keep this podcast going. There are two ways you can donate. Text SACDIS, that's S-A-C-D-I-S, to 53. 555 if you're in the U.S. with a one-time donation. Any amount helps. Or if you'd rather start a sustaining membership, sign up on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Membership levels start as low as $2 a month. We are amazed and grateful for our fans that support us now, and you can become one too. With your support, we can keep sacrilegious discourse alive and well for years to come. So please donate today. Text SACDIS to 53555 if you're in the U.S. Or sign up for our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Sacrilegious Discourse. I'm husband. And I'm wife. Together we're reading the Bible for the very first time. We grew up without religion and wanted to know what all the fuss was about. Well, what have we learned so far? That God is a dick, and apparently some people believe in talking donkeys? We're not trying to pass ourselves off as experts. Nope, we're just reading the Bible for the first time and giving our first take reaction. If you'd like to join us in this venture, you might consider starting at episode one. Otherwise, jump in wherever you like. All right, let's go read the Bible. Yeah, let's get to it. Husband. Wife. Do you remember what happened like a week ago? <laughs> well, I had to look it up. Yeah, yeah. Because it so has been I. some time and we've had a few things happen between now and then, like moving to a new place. Across the city. Fuck. Fuck. Anyway, so yeah, uh, the... Um, the genocide got canceled. Canceled the genocide. Yeah, got it, that's got good. It. That's mm-hmm. good. And then apparently everybody was so scared of the Jewish people that they started converting to Judaism. Right. Um, actually, I thought I would read the last couple sentences of chapter 8 before we head into chapter 9. Sure. Okay. And the city of Susa held a joyous celebration. For the Jews, it was a time of happiness and joy, gladness and honor in every province and in every city to which the edict of the king came. The edict being cancel the genocide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, the Jews could defend themselves and kill anybody who comes in their Hell way. Yeah. yeah. Right. There was joy and gladness among the Jews with feasting and celebrating. And many people of other nationalities became Jews because fear of the Jews had seized them. Yeah. Fair fear. Enough. I mean, yeah. that's a good reason to become mm-hmm. religious is fear. I know. I always convert to a new religion when I'm scared of the old one. Definitely. Yeah. The fear always mm-hmm. helps. Yes. Fear. For sure. Fear. Fear that God. Right. All right. So that was Esther chapter eight. Sure as fuck was. From forever ago. Yes. And today we're going to be reading. Esther chapter nine. Let's go do this. Okie dokie.
Okay, Esther, chapter 9. Okay. On the 13th day of the 12th month, the month of Adar, okay. the edict commanded by the king was to be carried out. Wait, but that got canceled, right? Well, yeah, but... But some of those horsemen didn't make it, huh? Yeah, you can't... It's not a Facebook post. You can't just <laughs> take it back and hope nobody right. saw it They're or like, hope that But I got all these weapons and all these people. We some, were ready to kill everybody. Some people are still going to be murdery. Mm. And that's why the Jews were given an edict that they're allowed to defend themselves and go murdery. Got it. Okay. okay. Yeah. On this day, the enemies of the Jews had hoped to overpower them, but now the tables were turned. Yeah, they were. And the Jews got the upper hand over those who hated them. I don't know how. Okay. Having the ability to fight back does not necessarily give you the upper hand. Well, okay. I'm going to say that probably what happened is some people got the message and were like, "Mm, you know what? I'm going to sit out. And I think some people were probably like, I'm not sure about all this back and forth and what? So I'm going to sit out. Okay. And I think only the meanest ones were probably like, no, I like murder. So I'm still going to go murder because I right. got permission. And I think all the Jews got the message. Well, I would say based on Heyman, there must have been some mm-hmm. resentfulness towards Jewish people mm-hmm. in that And time. I would think that. Jewish people likewise had a little bit of resentment themselves. More than likely. Being on the bottom sucks. Right, right. And being a um pressed upon people sucks. Right. So right. I'm sure they were like, rise up, hell to the yeah. Sure. And whatever they may have lacked in number and skill, they sure as fuck did not lack in um eagerness to um strike back. Well, and don't forget, this is the Bible, so obviously they have God on their side. Well, (laughs) (laughs) the Jews assembled. Jews assemble! (laughs) In their cities, in all the provinces of King Xerxes to attack those determined to destroy them. Mm, Wait, they aren't even, this isn't even defense, they're like, we're gonna attack them. Yeah. Okay. They were given permission. All right. The king was like, go nuts, man. I I Have that. I guess. Yeah. No one could stand against them because the people of all the other nationalities were fucking afraid of them. Well, they should be. Yeah. And all the nobles of the provinces, the satraps, the governors, and the king's administrators helped the Jews because fear of Mordecai had seized them. Because mm. Mordecai's a friend of the king now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Mordecai was prominent in the palace. His reputation spread throughout the provinces quickly, like over fucking night. Apparently, is what it sounds yeah. Like. And he became more and more powerful because he was raised up in position. Yeah. Yeah. Because he took Heyman's place. He took Heyman's um, estate, remember? And yeah. he took his position of power. Right. Plus he saved the king. And the king's yeah. like, you know, you saved me. So yeah. thanks, man. Yep. Jews are awesome. Yeah. Is what he's saying now. I guess. King kind of sways with the wind, it sounds king like. King doesn't give a fuck. No. He's like, whatever. You saved me. We're now I'm on your side. So yep. whatever. Yep. The Jews struck down all their enemies with the sword, killing and destroying them, and they did what pleased what they pleased to those who hated them. Wow, that that's, sounds not godly like. That or sounds like nice in any way whatsoever. Eager to shed blood, right? Doesn't sound godly. That and sounds mean. what they like sounds a little bit more nefarious even than that. Yeah, so. like I'm not down for like this whole like cruel retribution right yeah no this is not okay yeah in the citadel of susa the jews killed and destroyed 500 men they also killed parshandatha delphon aspatha poratha adaliah eridatha parmashta arasai aradai and vaisatha the ten sons of haman Son oh. of Hemendatha. I see. The enemy so of the Jews. They specifically took vengeance on Haman's family. Yeah, Haman's already That's dead. So they're shitty, like, actually. and I'm gonna kill you too. Like obviously they got the note. They they were there. Like they were in yeah. that area where the king was like, No, don't kill the Jews, right? Yeah. So the Jews were like, But we're allowed to kill you now. So they're just taking vengeance. Um, yes. I am going to go out on a limb here and defend the action to kill these sons because, and, and it pains me to say this, but given these times, those sons would surely have grown up to come after them. I suppose you could look at it that way. 
But it's not. This is not a godly act. No. Oh no. This is it's, not a. Um, it's not mercy. This no, is not. This it's is not. this is pure and simple spite and retribution. Yes, it is. I totally agree with you. I'm, I'm and hate. Yes. Yes. I'm. I'm not at all trying to say it was the right move. I am trying to say it was the practical move because those sons definitely would have grown up saying, you killed my father, prepare to die. I get your point, but we're reading the Bible. Yeah. And the Bible is supposed to have messages of what God wants and what well, God apparently stands for. Apparently not. God is a jealous God. They tell you this all the time. Jod is a... Jod. God is a dick. <laughs> God is a son of a bitch. God is a rat bastard full of anger and and fear mongering and oh, this goes to that point. Do you remember point. we were watching we were, we were watching we watched Supernatural. We did. And and the other night when we were watching oh, it yeah. um Dean was like God's a dick. Yeah, and I told and I'm like you, I need to get that on the clip. You need to get clip. that clip. Yeah. 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 So anyway, but they did not lay their hands on the plunder. So see, they were just out for blood. They were not out for like It doesn't make it better. Looting. It doesn't make it better. That's what I'm saying. They were just out for blood. Right. The number of those killed in the citadel of Susa was reported to the king that same day. The king said to Queen Esther, uh, the Jews have killed and destroyed 500 men and the 10 sons of Haman in the citadel of Susa. What have they done in the rest of the king's provinces? Now, what is your petition? It will be given you. What is your request? It will also be granted. Sounds like he's, <laughs> it almost sounds like he's reeling at the power yeah. Of the Jewish people at this point. Yeah, he's like, like oh, I did not I set see. loose a fucking monster here. He's like, hurry, what? what is it that you wanted? And, and you can have it. Right, because but don't could you kill please me. stop killing all the people in my kingdom? And also don't kill me. Right. Right? If it pleases the king, Esther answered, give the Jews in Susa permission to carry out this day's edict tomorrow also. Oh. And let Haman's ten sons... You know, be impaled on poles. Oh my god! Right. This is this is disgusting. It really is. I mean, it's. Uh, it, I don't know. It's totally biblical, man. Right. I mean, I would expect this from God. Yeah. But like, this is just God's people just mm -hmm. rampaging, basically. Yep. So the king commanded that this be done because I bet he did. I bet he did. Right. An edict was issued in Susa, and they impaled the ten sons of Haman, who were already dead, I will remind you. Right. Yeah. yeah. The Jews in Susa came together on the 14th day of the month of Adar, and they put to death in Susa 300 men. Good God. But they did not lay their hands on the plunder. So wow. That, they, that makes it all okay. But apparently. they were making it known clearly what they were after. And it was not opportunistic, and it was not to loot and it was not to take over it was specifically to show hey we're just trying to fucking live over here no but i mean okay all right more, more um not mordecai um hey man right mm -hmm. he's advocating to kill the jewish people mm -hmm. maybe for good reason you, given the opportunity they did the exact same thing to him <laughs> yeah. and his family yeah i'm just saying i'm not i'm not condoning either act okay no. i'm but maybe all of those people all sucked is right? what I'm saying. Yeah. Like in the, am I the asshole? What is the one where they say you're all assholes here? Look, if somebody was trying to plan to kill me and then they didn't and then they ended up dead, I'm not going to go kill their fucking family. I'm not going to no. plan to kill 500, 800 people. No, you're just going to be like, that worked out well. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> cool. 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 I mean, I, I don't know the exact circumstances, but this seems a little much. It, it is a, a lot much. Right. Yeah. Okay, so next little section mm, here. Okay. okay. Meanwhile, back at the ranch. Anyways, meanwhile, yeah. the remainder of the Jews who were in the king's provinces also assembled to protect themselves and get relief from their enemies. Mm -hmm. They killed 75,000 of them, but did not lay their hands on the wait, plunder. Wait, wait, wait. Did you just say 75,000? I sure as fuck did. I sure as fuck did. So with three zeros. Uh -huh. 75 and then three zeros? Well, what it says here is the words 75 and, and then, then thousand. thousand. Oh, yeah. but so 75, 75 fucking thousand people. Yeah. Okay. That's like a population. Right? <laughs> yeah. 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 This happened on the 13th day of the month of Adar. And on the 14th, they rested and made it a day of feasting and joy. Oh, yeah. As you would after you kill 75,000 
fucking people. What? Do you think they wash the blood off of their hands before they ate? Probably because they'd probably be unclean otherwise or some bullshit. I doubt it. I think that Whatever. they I think that they reveled in licking the blood. the goddamn swords. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the Jews in Susa, however, had assembled on the 13th and 14th, and then on the 15th, they rested and made it a day of feasting and mm. joy. Oh that is why rural Jews, those living in villages, observe the 14th of the month of Adar as a day of joy and feasting, a day for giving presents to each other. Mm, yeah. Well, yay! Wee! We just killed people. Let's exchange gifts, Mary. I, I'm very... Merry Death Day. I'm very curious if this if this holiday is still celebrated. It is. It's called Purim. Oh, my God. It's much like... Um, oh. No, I was going to say something, but I take it back. It's a day that they celebrate um, their freedom, that they were allowed to um, fight back. They were okay. literally given permission to defend themselves and fight back. All right. 75,000 fucking people died. That was just in the one city. <laughs> what? <laughs> you look appalled. What? I am appalled. This I is am a, as this well. is, I mean, like, the, the entire religion is based around celebrating how many people they killed. Well, no, the the religion, the celebration was not about killing people. I understand. That happened, yes. But look, look, their other freedom, right, was Passover, right? Mm-hmm. When when they marked their places so then God killed all the fucking firstborn of Egypt. Yeah. Yay, let's celebrate all the goddamn firstborn of Egypt dying. Ooh, hey, we won our freedom. We killed 75,000 people. Presents for everybody. It's fucking sick. It is, but... That's not, that is what happened, but that's not what they're celebrating. I, okay. All right. It's, uh, it's nuanced. Yeah, it's nuanced. nuanced. Okay. I'm just saying. Okay. Mordecai recorded these events and he sent letters to all the Jews throughout the provinces of King Xerxes near and far to have them celebrate annually the 14th and 15th days of the month of Adar as the time when the Jews got relief from their enemies and as the month when their sorrow was turned into joy and their mourning into a day of celebration. He wrote them to observe the day, the days as days of feasting and joy and giving presents of food to one another and gifts to the poor. So the Jews agreed to continue the celebration they had begun doing what Mordecai had written to them. For Haman, son of Hamadatha, the Agagite, the enemy of all the Jews had plotted against the Jews to destroy them and had cast the pure, that is the lot, for their ruin and destruction. But when the plot came to the king's attention, he issued written orders that the evil scheme Haman had devised against the Jews should come back onto his own head. Not true. And that it, he and his son should be impaled on poles. Not No, he actually condoned it when it came to his attention. He said, go for it, man. Mm-hmm. And it took Esther... Two feasts and bringing up, you know, and 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 the king finding out that Mordecai saved his life from an mm-hmm. assassination. Mm-hmm. It took all that to save the Jewish people from this so-called this destruction that was going to happen to them. Mm-hmm. And then he just switches sides and said, "Hey, you guys go destroy everybody else that was going to destroy you." Now he didn't give a fuck. He just likes people destroying each other. Apparently, well, no, he didn't say you all have permission to destroy them back. What he said was, I can't take back the previous order. It's already been given. But what I can do is create a new order that says you're allowed to defend yourself and to murder any who come at you. But this wasn't defense. No, it wasn't. This was not. There was no words of a battle forming against them. They went out and killed people. Yes, I totally agree with you. I'm, I'm just trying to make sure that the exact words are taken into account. Sure. And that, like, I want to be pissed at the right things. Okay. Okay? All right. I'm not trying to nitpick, and I'm not trying to defend the Bible. I just want to be, there's enough to be mad about without making, you know, mixed up stories and stuff. All right. Okay? Okay. Okay. Because of everything written in this letter, and because of what they had seen and what had happened to them, The Jews took it on themselves to establish the custom that they and their descendants and all who joined them should without fail observe these two days every year in the way prescribed and at the time appointed. 
These days should be remembered and observed in every generation by every family and in every province and in every city. And these days of Purim, which the see, holiday, right? Mm -hmm, yeah. Should never fail to be celebrated by the Jews, nor should the memory of these days die out among their descendants. So Queen Esther, daughter of Abihail, along with Mordecai the Jew, wrote with full authority to confirm this second letter concerning Purim. And Mordecai sent letters to all the Jews in the 127 provinces of Xerxes' kingdom, words of goodwill and assurance to establish these days of Purim at their designated times as Mordecai the Jew and Queen Esther had decreed for them and as they had established for themselves and their descendants in regard to their times of fasting and lamentation. Esther's decree confirmed these regulations about Purim and it was written down in the records the end. Got it. So now it's a law. Right, right. But it's it's funny to me, like, you know, as much as I was bitching about the killing and everything else, mm -hmm. this is, you know, based on other research that we did, mm -hmm. this is based on a fictional story. Mm -hmm. So it's really weird. Like somebody just wrote a story about this and then they to based a holiday. To explain to the explain holiday? To explain the holiday, yeah. To explain the holiday. Yes. That's just weird. Yeah. Um. After we finish the next chapter tomorrow. Yeah. And we do our wrap up. We will talk more about the holiday. Okay. Because, yes, that is what this story was for. Got it. Got it. All right. Well, that was uh, Esther chapter nine. Sure as fuck was. And tomorrow we will be back with Esther chapter 10. We'll see you guys then. Yep. Bye. Wife! Do you remember what happened yesterday for realsies? Uh, yeah. The, uh, Jewish people decided to kill a fuck ton of people. They sure as fuck did. And then they partied afterwards. They sure as fuck did. Yeah. How fun! <laughs> Wee! I love going out to dinner after I bloodshed. Mmm. Good mm, stuff. Murder's good old fun. Purim. Yummy! Good times. Mmm. Yum, 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 yum. Yeah. So that was Esther chapter 9. Yes, it was. And today we're going to be reading... Esther chapter 10. All right, let's go do this. Okie dokie. Okay, Esther chapter 10. Okay. But I have to tell you something. It's like super de duper short. Yeah. So I'm going to read it <laughs> real slow. Let's, let's not. No. Let's just let's just read it and okay. see what it, see what happens. You know, maybe it'll just be a a nice break for us since we had all this moving shit that we've been doing. Yes, I know. I was just letting you know up front that it's yeah, super, super short. It is super very short. super short. Like, like it, if we just read it, we'd be done in like thirty seconds. We'd already be done. We'd already be done. Yeah. Sorry for wasting your time. <laughs> Okay, ready? I'm ready. Okay. King Xerxes imposed tribute throughout the empire to its distant shores. Okay. Because, you know, he had that big old land, all those yeah. all those land that belonged to him. Tribute. Is tribute like in like uh, the Hunger Games where they have to like... <laughs> <laughs> where, where each um, one of the little nations had to give up a tribute. Right. Is that what tribute is? No. Oh, okay. No. He just... He imposed tribute. Okay. I'm guessing like taxes. So yeah, kind of like right, Hunger like Games. Games. But instead of giving me one of your kids to play in the Hunger Games and die, instead well, but they didn't give just me give, taxes. They didn't just give like the kids for the games. They also gave their crops or their whatever they true. made. That so is true. Part that of their true. tribute, quote unquote, was the goods they made. Right. But the kids were specifically called tributes. Right. That was to appease the, you know, warmongering among them that like to. The capital. Yeah. Snow. President sure. Snow. Yeah, that was the their capital. sick game. Yeah, their right. sick game. Okay. And all of his acts of power and might, together with a full account of the greatness of Mordecai, whom the king had promoted, mm -hmm. are they not written in the book of the annals of are the kings not? of Medea and Persia? Are they not? Are they not? I don't know. Are they? Are not? they? Are they not? Not are they? <laughs> <laughs> Mordecai the Jew was second in rank to King Xerxes, preeminent among the Jews. I mean, he went from like Haman was like just like a 
and a guy, an official, right? He he was high up there, right? He was but second in command. Was he second? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's why he wanted everybody to bow to him. Oh, okay. Except right. for in that one story where it was like, and he also had an idol that he wore on his breast. That wasn't actually in the Bible, but right. in the It was Midrash. in the mid, one of the Midrashim. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, preeminent among the Jews and held in high esteem by his many fellow Jews because he worked for the good of his people and yeah. spoke up. For them? For the welfare. Are you, are you dragging this out on purpose? Of all the Jews. The end. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yes, so I was. So just one last little shot of, hey, Mordecai was awesome. He was great. He yeah. was really pretty great. He okay. did great and was great. That's that's pretty great. I know, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was trying to like drag it out a little. Because that's literally it. That's it. And, and now we're not done. Only, not only is that the last um, bit of this chapter. That's the last of Esther. Yeah. That's Esther's it. done. We're done with Esther. Esther's done. And now we know what Purim is, and we know that the Jewish people in this fictional story killed lots of fucking people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, Mordecai's awesome, apparently. Uh, well, I mean, he thinks he is. And Somebody, the Jewish well, I mean, people think he is. Right. And Xerxes obviously thinks, thinks he is. And um, also, Esther is held in great respect as a great woman. In history, in the Bible. Yeah, that too. Yeah. So we're just talking a lot to maybe make this more than like three minutes. Is that basically it? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I was just trying to, you know, say some things. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. I just, I feel bad. You know, like when we have a, when an episode that's like so short like this, I'm like. I know. Like, hmm. Sorry, guys. I feel, I feel like we're cheating everybody. I know. Sorry about that. I didn't write this shit. You know what, though? It gives us time to rest and go watch another, you know, episode with our our kid. So, so the three shows that we watch with our kid currently that we trade between are Doctor Who and Torchwood and Supernatural. And yeah, it just depends on our mood. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what we're gonna do. Right. That's because what we're gonna do. Our kid did not see Torchwood. We saw Torchwood, but our kid never saw Torchwood. Right. The other two are just rewatches. But also, we've been moving a lot, and we're so, so fucking tired. Oh my god, you guys, moving sucks. It really does. I hate it so much. Yeah, and we got more to do. More tomorrow, especially. More. That's Why? all. I'm just sharing. Can't it be done. I'm oversharing. I'm oversharing. Yeah. Anyway. Thank God we have a really good friend that's helping us, because otherwise, right? we'd be fucked. <laughs> Honestly. Like, what the hell? Moving is hard. Yeah, we say every time we're never doing this again. Ever. We're going to hire somebody the next time. That's what we always say, and then we never... It's, never do it. It's never the right time. Right. It's never the right... Can't, can't do it at that time. Yeah. yeah. We'll get it next time. Next but time. But we don't want to do it next time. No, this time we have a really good basement, and that's where all our shit is going. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, now you know way too much about our moving, mm-hmm. and we're going to get on out of here. Let's. That was Esther chapter 10. Sure as fuck was. And the end of Esther. You sure as fuck was. But we'll be back, tomorrow. I think we're doing tomorrow with a... With a wrap-up. Not a Q&A? Well, I mean, it's I guess, a wrap-up yeah, we're only, two, only two chapters. And the last one was really fucking Stupid. Nothing. Yeah. So yeah, we'll just do a wrap-up. I mean, we'll just call it one fucking chapter and yeah. a you know no. little... You're on the absolutely end. right. We're gonna wrap it up. We're gonna wrap this shit up. And then we're gonna we'll talk have... about the book of Esther. And I think I'm gonna look up some Purim. I'm okay. gonna like find out more about the holiday itself. Got it. Since that's what this whole is about. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we'll learn about. We'll recap the book of Esther, and we'll learn about Purim for our wrap up. And then, so that will be Wednesday. Question mark. Uh, yeah, yeah, this is coming yeah. out on Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah, so, that's so that'll be Wednesday, and then Thursday, Thursday will be our contradictions. contradictions. And then Friday, Friday. I'm not sure. I don't know. We I, might just take a day off. I don't really want to start a new chap, a new book on a Friday. That just seems lame. We'll see. We'll maybe see. maybe we'll take Friday off, and then maybe that weekend we'll do. We'll get back to our Patreon. Maybe we'll yeah. do a Patreon and a book club. Maybe that, we'll that'd be both. a good idea. That Why don't we do idea. a Saturday, Sunday book club and um, Patreon? Well, now that we're done working this all out on our podcast. As we do. As we do. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see you guys tomorrow for the uh, wrap up. We sure as fuck will. All right. Thanks, guys. Yep. Bye.
Wife. Guess what we're doing today? Well, it's not a Saturday, but um, we... Uh, well, I guess, no, this isn't the Q&A. No, we're at the end of Esther. Yeah. So this is the wrap-up. It sure as fuck is. Yeah, we're wrapping up Esther. We are wrapping up the Book of Esther. I think you said we're learning a little bit about Purim today? Yeah, we are, but it turns out we already know about it. So. Oh, well, but there you go. <laughs> we'll we'll talk a little bit about it specifically, though. Yeah. All right, let's get into this. Okie dokie. <laughs> Okay, so to talk about Esther. Okay. Okay, so just a really quick little recap. 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 Not rehash. Yeah. Recap. I mean, rehash, recap, whatever. Whatever. Esther is a young Jewish woman living in Persia during the Babylonian exile. Yeah. She finds favor with King Xerxes, becomes queen. And the most important part, risks her life to save the Jewish people from destruction. Yeah. When the court official Haman persuades the king to authorize genocide against all the Jews of the empire. Didn't take that much persuasion. No, no. But that's basically the gist of the story. Right. Okay. Themes include the preservation of Jewish identity Uh while ensuring survival amid cultures cultural pressures and hostile enemies in a foreign land got it okay yeah and the purpose of the book of esther is to keep alive for later generations the memory of the great deliverance of the jewish people during the reign of xerxes okay okay yeah and it's to commemorate the birth of purim mm-hmm. that, as a holiday yeah and the obligation for its continued celebration. Got it. So okay. they invented a story about this to justify a holiday. Yes or no. Um, some of that stuff may have maybe kind of happened and then the holiday is to... You're Got probably it. right. <laughs> I mean, whatever. Any, any reason for a party is a good reason, right? Right. Sure. And, and it's a great spring holiday. Okay. Right? Yeah. So, um, the date of composition of the book, we've kind of talked about a little bit, but here's something that we hadn't discussed. Okay. The festival of Purim had been observed for some time prior to the actual writing of the book. Okay. So, the holiday was already there. Right. And if I recall, you said that the uh, book was written in like 200 AD or 300 AD? Um... Maybe. Okay. The absence of Greek words and the style of the author's Hebrew dialect suggests that the book must have been written prior to the Persian Empire um, fall to Greece in 331. So 331 AD or BC? AD. AD. Okay. So it's sometime prior to that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And um, the best guess is that it was written in the late Persian early Hellenistic period, which would have been 4th century BCE. So, okay. um, is that 300s or, like, what? when you say 4th century BCE, is that 300s or 500s? I thought BCE was before Christ. Like, uh-huh. the, before, the before. before zero. Okay. So, I, I get my, like, okay, if you say 19th century, that means 1800s, right? Right. So... Fourth century BCE would have been three hundred yeah, or three hundreds, I guess. Okay, yeah. So I couldn't remember if it would go forwards or backwards. Do Got you understand it. what I'm saying? Sure. Okay. The important part here is that this happened before Ezra's return to Jerusalem. Okay. okay. So that's the the writing happened in two hundred or three hundred eighty, but the events are occurring in five hundred years prior. Maybe. Approximately. Maybe. Okay. Not sure, honestly. All right. Well, the only reason I was asking and trying to nail you down on it is because some of the wording with regard to the words they used for Esther are very, you you mentioned it when we were reading that they were very Mm -hmm. Christ-like. And it had, like if they were wrote it in the 200 to 300 time period, Mm -hmm. that would have been when Christianity was coming to power and rise. Right. And so it's interesting the wording that was used. Yeah. Um, to write that, I guess, yeah. if that's the case, if yeah. that's the case. 
It, it's it's hard to say. I mean, okay. I, I I mean, I don't know. I did. I gathered all of this from various sources, not just Wikipedia. Right, right. So um, that makes it a little bit. There's guessy. no, there's no actual nailed down date, but right. some people might guess, might guess around 200 to 380 mm-hmm. when when it was written. Yeah, with the occurrences happening 500 years prior. Exactly. Approximately. Exactly. Okay. So the author, we don't know who wrote it. Right. Right. But we can guess a few things, okay, okay? Um, based on the story itself. Yeah. Okay. The emphasis on the origin of a Jewish festival and um, the fact that there's so much Jewish nationalism throughout the story make it clear that the author was obviously Jewish. Right. Okay. I mean, that kind of goes without saying, but does it, though? I mean, you know. Right. It could have just been a scholar or a historian, but it was definitely a Jewish one. Right. Whoever it was. Sure. Okay. Um, Also, you know, the fact that they're sympathetic to the Jewish cause and not the um, Heyman or Xerxes. You you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, it's definitely written by Jewish. Yeah. Yeah. So um, they can guess that just based on the, the slant of the story. Sure. Okay. The other thing is the author's knowledge of Persian customs. And the setting of the story in the city of Susa and the absence of any reference to conditions or circumstances in the land of Judah during that time suggests that he was a resident of a Persian city. Okay. So he was a Persian Jew. Got it. Okay. Yep. So that's pretty much what we can say about the story and the author of the story. Okay. Okay. So now let's talk about Purim, the holiday yeah. itself. It's a Jewish holiday that commemorates the saving of the Jewish people from annihilation at the hands of an official of the Persian Empire named Haman, as recounted in the Book of Esther. Okay. That is literally what the holiday is. Got it. Okay. Um, this year it fell on sunset 6 March through nightfall 7 March. So we just missed it. Got it. Okay. So if we But wanted... it's good timing for the when we were reading this book. Yeah, absolutely. So. Absolutely. But if we want to celebrate it next year, um it'll be sunset the 23rd of March through nightfall the 24th of March. Okay. Okay. So it's based on lunar stuff maybe? Um yes, because it falls on the 13th day of Adar. Okay. So uh, Which were based on mm-hmm. celestial beings moving. Kind of. The um, they have a 13 month. Got remember? it. Okay. So it, so it takes a some adjusting. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, one thing that's really interesting is that, um, remember I said the 13th of Adar? Yeah. Um, in some of the other cities, the fighting lasted an extra day. Right. So it would be celebrated on the 14th or even 15th. The so, only one that it, they said that it lasted an extra day was the, the main city there. Mm-hmm. The rest of them were only one day. Right. So there are still two cities um, in that area of the Middle East that they celebrate it on either the 14th or the 15th of Got Adar. It. Okay. You know, however that translates. Sure. Yeah. So they will not always celebrate it on the same day that American Jews or... Um, United Kingdom Jews or, you know, any other, like, everybody has it a little bit different. Sure. Okay. Um, It's celebrated among Jews by, and there's a whole list of things that they do. Okay. okay? Um, The exchanging of gifts of food and drink, and even the poorest Jew is expected to um, give food to somebody else. Got it. Got it. So, even the poorest There's no excuse. You got to give food. Yeah. Um, donating charity to the poor that, that right. goes along with the exchanging of gifts and food sure. and drink. Um, they eat a celebratory meal. They do a public recitation of the scroll of Esther. So they read it aloud. Okay. And, um, they recite additions to the daily prayers and the grace that comes after meals. Yeah. Which they do a grace after meals, not before meals as we do. Got it. Here in America. Right. The, Christians do anyway. Sure. The before every meal. Yep. Um, they also wear masks and costumes and they participate in parades and they drink wine and other alcoholic beverages. Yeah. 
And okay, that's just the the boring. This is what they do. Okay, sure. Not that it's boring. Sounds but, like most holiday. I mean, you know, right, it's yeah. a holiday. It's a holiday, and it's in the spring. Right. Okay. Here comes the fun bit. Okay. Uh, ready? I'm ready. When Heyman's name is read aloud during the public chanting in the synagogue, his name occurs 54 times. But during the time that his name is pronounced, the congregation will engage in noise making to blot out his name. <laughs> now, let's not forget, he's supposed to be a descendant of Amalek. Right. Right. Yeah. And so there's a whole thing of Amalek's name will disappear from history. Right. Not even right. written on wood or stone. Sure. Right. Yeah. So this is part of that. Got okay? it. Okay. And a custom developed of writing the name of Haman, the offspring of Amalek, on two smooth stones and knocking them together until the name is blotted out. Okay. <laughs> and some will write the name of Haman on the soles of their shoes. And at the mention of his name... They'll stamp their feet as a sign of contempt. Mm, interesting. Yeah. So that's the fun stuff. Yeah. Okay, now I've got a little bit of sadder stuff just to bring it home and remind us that it's history, but it's also not. Right. It's very current. Okay. Um, Adolf Hitler banned and forbade the observance of Purim. Of course. Which makes sense. I mean, he wouldn't want the Jews to celebrate any holiday, but particularly one where they got to kill other people. Right, yeah. Right, and found deliverance, right? Yeah, the, that one specifically yes. goes against, you know, subjugating them. Yes, exactly. And um, on Purim in 1942, 10 Jews were hanged to avenge the hanging of Haman's 10 sons. And in a similar incident in 1943, the Nazis shot 10 Jews from one of the main ghettos. And on Purim Eve that same year, over 100 Jewish doctors and their families were shot by the Nazis. And the following day, Jewish doctors were taken and shot. And then in um, 1942, on Purim, the Nazis murdered over 5,000 Jews, mostly children, in just one ghetto. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And all of the victims were shot and buried alive. By the Nazis. So they weren't shot to kill. They were shot to, to maim to maim and cause pain and then buried alive. Wow. Yeah. And still, even knowing that all this was going on, in the face of all this, the Nazi regime was defied by the Jews. Mm -hmm. And Purim was celebrated in Nazi ghettos everywhere and outside the ghettos as well. Gotcha. Like anywhere there was a Jew, period, the end, Purim was definitely being celebrated during this time period. Just not just as the holiday itself and but not as just as spite, what it meant, basically. but and out of spite and as a show of strength, right. a way of fighting back. Right. I mean, there was no winning for them. So no. So they were doing like what we read about. They were like, I will remain true to my faith, loud and proud, and I will go down a martyr if that's what need be. Right. Which there is something extremely admirable about that. Yeah. No, definitely. So, um. Had some fun, but wanted to end it on a serious note just to, you know, no, remind think, us that the holiday is both old, but also current today. Well, and we don't we don't talk about it much, but um, I mean, the Nazi Holocaust of the Jews is a tragedy that will never be forgotten by this world. It's a stain on humanity. And as much as we make fun of Jew Judaism in the Bible, mm -hmm. it does not mean that we dislike Jewish people or, you know, I, I just wanted to clarify this as we're talking about this because it's not, it's something some people can misconstrue how you talk about somebody mm -hmm. in one, in one way and, and, and make it about something else. Well, it's come up more than once that we've been concerned that somebody might believe that we're anti-Semitic based on the fact that we're making fun of these things in the old Testament right. that, you know, just by stint of what it is we're making fun of like you said judaism from the bible no and, and if i'm speaking from my now self and my now view of judaism and the jewish people i think they're a very strong culture of people who very admirable you know, people yeah and i i respect them very much um i don't believe in their god right. and i think their god is ridiculous sure but I think you can hold more than one idea in your head at the same sure, time. For sure. For sure. But they've been through a lot of 
shit. But it, and and at the same time, that doesn't mean I don't criticize them because sure. the, the whole stance of Israel in the Middle East mm-hmm. um, with regard to the Palestinians, I'm not usually on the Israeli side, you know, as much as they are allies with the United States and, and we live in the United States, mm-hmm. I don't generally agree with their actions in Palestine. I think you should be allowed to have admiration for a people and still be unhappy with their actions. I agree. I mean... Well, and, and just because you have admiration for somebody does not mean that you um, admire everything about that culture and that people. I mean, It means that, that you can admire the strength of that culture and you can admire people in that culture, but not necessarily the leaders of that culture sometimes. That can be said the same on a one-on-one relationship. We love each other very dearly, and yet we don't think each other is 100% correct. Right. And so if we can say that about two people who are in a long-term relationship, why would we not be able to say it about a larger group of people as a whole? Well, I think the reason I say it is because I think the world forgets sometimes it's okay to criticize people. Yeah. It's okay to criticize as long as you don't hate. Yeah. As long as you don't, um, I, I don't know. There, there's a difference between criticism and hate. And that's that's the difference that people can't mm-hmm. wrap their head around, yes. I think. Yes, yes. I can say that um, the Bible is silly and a lot of the things in it are silly without saying, and I want to genocide them. Whoa, hold right. on. That's, that's really way too far. <laughs> that escalated so far beyond the scope of what we're doing here. And so if anybody listening was under the mistaken impression that we are like anti-Jew, anti-Semitic, anything like that, um, you're listening to the wrong podcast. That's yeah. not who we are. Yeah. We are not. No, if I want to do anything with um a Jewish person, it would be to sit down and talk to them about their religion and their culture. That would like, be that so would be fun interesting. To me. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, you have to find somebody that's able to have that conversation. Right. But if you do, I think that learning about other people's culture and discussing it with them and, and asking questions, mm-hmm. there's nothing more interesting to me than that. I love it. So I absolutely love it. Yeah. Anyway. Sorry, I, I just wanted to clarify. No, because, I... Because we're talking about Nazis and, and the Holocaust and, and, you know, Jews during that time and what they were doing. Right. I just wanted to clarify our stance with regard to that because some people do take criticism of the Old Testament as anti-Semitic. Right. So. And and understandably so. I think it, it bears us reminding ourselves of that every once in a while of how we might come across and remind ourselves that, okay... The people then are the same as, but also different from the people today. Right. And, you know, understanding that distinction, but also that similarity and reminding ourselves of our purpose here and reminding ourselves of what we want to avoid and stay away from. Yeah. I think our purpose is to have a discussion. Yeah. And we're doing that. We're having a discussion. And I think in the future, we might continue that discussion with actual people that are in these cultures and... That uh, you know, would I would I would excellent. love to do that at some point mm-hmm. down the road. That would so. be excellent. I'm for that plan. Yeah. All right. Well, that was our wrap up for Esther. The book of Esther is done, son. We got one more episode for Esther. It'll be a mm-hmm. contradictions episode, which contradictions. I think we're going to be doing tomorrow. Yep. And then um, we'll be doing a couple of special episodes, I think, mm-hmm. for the book club and the Patreon. Mm-hmm. And then we'll be getting into, do you know what the next book is? Is it Job? I think it's Job. Is it really? Um, I can double check myself here. Okay. And if you need to cut some time here, you can. <laughs> I can just feel probably as we're going along here because it doesn't look like it's going to take you that long. Esther, Job. Job. Yep. Job All is right. next. I'm, I'm excited about I this. I know. I'm excited that you're excited because I've actually read Job before. Yeah, I have not. So, so yeah. I'm in, I, I know some about it, obviously, because it's a very How famous could you not? book. Yeah. And actually, you've told me stuff in the past before we ever started this podcast about it. Yep. So, um, I mean, yeah. we know that God and the devil make a bet. Yeah. And you could just yeah. stop right there. Right. That's, that's a good stupid. start. Right. I'm excited. This was a good story, though. Esther was a good story. Esther was a good comparatively story. speaking sure. to other stories in the Bible so far. I mean, it was a well written story with lots of uh, cliffhangers. And yeah. Yeah. I was involved. Definitely. I, I definitely enjoyed this story. Yep. All right. Thank you guys. And like I said, we'll be back tomorrow with our contradictions episode. Yep. Bye.
husband. Wife. Do you know what we're doing today? Uh, we're doing contradictions today for Esther. False. We're doing you're always wrong. Why do I always got to be wrong? That's the game. That's no, this, the way this it's This is a game. This is torture. This is a game no, and it is so fun. For you? Uh-huh. Okay. Well, you got some good ones? Um, I mean, okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a big sell. Right? Awesome. Um, we, I can't wait for these exactly two. Mm. Exactly two. It was a short book. It was a short book yeah. and it wasn't very goddish. Okay. So, All right. So there you go. All right. Let's get into this, I guess. Let's. Okay. So we're doing the contradictions. You're always wrong. Right. For the book of Esther, which only had 10 chapters, none of which were very Bible-y Godish. I see. So. Unless you're reading the Greek version. Well, but we're not, though. The right. Septuagint. Right. 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 Yeah. We are reading the Hebrew, like the quote-unquote normal Bible <laughs> that you normal. find. Well, I said quote-unquote because it's the one that you're going to find on the bookstore shelves. Right. You In know? the U.S. Yeah. That's what I was trying to get to. Sure. I got so, it. So, yeah. So, there were only two, both of which I was able to use. So, yay. No, I mean, that's that's definitely a win. Right? Yeah. Small victories, my right, friend. Right, right. Okay. So, here's the first question. Okay. Is it okay to use perfume? I don't recall this, but I'm going to go with no, because Esther was trying to not, you know, take advantage of the... Um, Things that made her more beautiful and stuff. Well, okay, so you're right in that no, perfume is for God, not for you. Because in Exodus... Wait, God uses perfume? In Exodus chapter 30, verse 37, it says, As for the perfume which thou shalt make, ye shall not make to yourselves. It shall be unto thee holy for the Lord. Okay. Okay. So why would... Mm, but. What? What? But. Okay. You're always wrong. Obviously. 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 Because, yes, Esther did use perfume to impress the king. Okay. But it was not mm. without pressure, though, right? Well, I don't know. Let's see. In Esther chapter 2, verses 8 through 12, it says, Esther was brought also unto the king's house. Now when every maid's turn was come to go in to King Aesorus, after that, she had been 12 months according to the manner of the women, for so were the days of their purifications accomplished, to wit, six months with oil of myrrh and six months with sweet odors. So every single one that went to see the king um, spent a year getting perfumed up. Right. I guess I'm just basing this on the other bit where, well, this was our, um, dig when we dug into it, the Q&A that we did or whatever. There was mm -hmm. um, the bit where... But she, those all came from the Midrashim. Right, right. So but there not, were stories of her in, in the Midrash. There's stories of her not wanting to utilize the things that made her more beautiful. But she those wanted, were not from the Bible. Right, not from the Bible. I got it. I got so, it. So she was one of God's favorite women. Yeah. And she used perfume got to it. win the king. Okay. So so it's it's all good. It's all good. Unless or you're an it's Exodus. not all good. Right. Right. It just depends. Right. Okay. Okay. Here, the next question I was actually appreciative of. Because remember how they kept referring to Haman as an Agagite? And I had never really heard of Agagites. Sure. Um, well, Agagites are Amalekites. Okay. It's the same word interchangeable. Okay. Okay. And Amalekites, I don't know if you recall, come from Amalek. I okay. you you've mentioned that in something else we were going over, but yeah. I mean I didn't recall that until you brought it back up. Right. So, so was Haman an Agagite or Amalekite? Yes or no? Yes. Yes. Okay. Right. So according to Esther chapter three verse one, after these things did King Aesorus promote Haman the son of Hamadatha the Agagite and advanced him and set his seat above all the princes that were there with him. Okay. So, yeah, he was totally an Agagite or an Amalekite. Right. So, yes. However, you're always wrong. Yeah, yeah. Because Agag and all the Amalekites were killed in a God-ordained <laughs> genocide, remember? 
Uh, yeah, I remember that there was lots of those that he never actually <laughs> did. But yes, I well, do remember that. According to First Samuel, not that long ago, I'll remind you. Right. Chapter 15, verses 7 and 8. And Saul smote the Amalekites, and he took Agag, the king of the Amalekites, alive and utterly destroyed all the people with the edge of the sword. Mm. So remember, he killed all the Amalekites. Yeah, they're all dead. They're all dead. Right. So how is there one? Because... The Bible's always fucking wrong. Because the Bible says they killed them all when really what they meant was a lot. They killed right, a lot yeah, of them. Yeah, not they, all of they them. They love to like over... Exaggerate. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like um, when you ask somebody, how many slices of pizza did you have? And then you answer like, oh, one or two. But really you ate like most of the pizza. Right. Yeah. You downplay in the places that it's good for you to downplay, but then you exaggerate and make the fish so much bigger than the one you actually caught. Right, right. Yeah. So lots of exaggerations in the Bible. Be that as it may, you're always wrong. Apparently. Apparently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I, I mean, all in all, all, in we, all we had should... a good book to read mm-hmm. and very few contradictions. And you knew the answers to both of the questions. I also didn't know the answers to both of the questions. You knew the answers to the questions insofar as if we were not being right. bullshitted. Right. By yeah. a bullshit story in a bullshit book. <laughs> you knew the correct answers. Right. Right. Okay. Yep. So you're always wrong, but it's not your fault this time. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's usually not. It's very rarely my fault. It's mostly regard, the Bible's with fault. With regard to the Bible. Yeah. Yeah. In life, when I mean, you're we're wrong, not covering you're life here. No, this no, no, is that no, no, we're covering no. the Bible. Yeah. In the Bible, it's so What does life got to do with our podcast? Oh, my God. <laughs> so, anyways. All right, guys. That was this, the book of Esther. That was the book of Esther. We are done. We are and done. And we are moving on to Job. We are. I'm really excited about Job. Yeah. Yeah. We do have a couple special episodes coming up this weekend. Um, I think we might take one day off yeah, just because we're going to reset and start a new week. Yeah, and hopefully we'll be a little more settled into our new digs. Right. Oh, and I need to apologize. I thought I had posted yesterday the wrap-up. I thought I had posted it last night to like come out this morning. Or, well, as you're getting this one, it'll be last yesterday morning. But uh, I didn't. And so I didn't get it out till late last night. And uh, I'm sorry about that. Sorry, guys. That was my bad. That was your bad. You if, are always wrong. If you were on Patreon, I did manage to get it on Patreon. Well. So you were the, the lucky few that got it if you were on Patreon. Yeah. But uh, just one more somehow reason. I didn't click that final button or something on uh, on our Acast. So. Just one more reason to get on Patreon because right. if we fuck up everywhere else, we're the least likely to fuck up with our loving supporters well i generally do that one first Mm -hmm. because they're supposed to have the earliest access and all that kind of stuff so Mm -hmm. they almost always get things correct right or before Mm -hmm. or whatever yeah but the fewest mistakes that doesn't mean that we don't want to get it out to you guys like i am really sorry i didn't get that out on time totally true but That being as it is, I, I, I did it, and now it's up, and, and you, you know, sorry. Now everybody gets it. And Yay! now let's go to Job. Yes, Job. All right. Thank you, guys, and we will see you either this weekend for our special episodes or Tomorrow on for Job. Monday. That's what I said. Monday, Monday for Job. For Job. Yeah, Because we so have the sorry. weekend first yes. of special episodes. Okay, look. Since we moved, I've not had my calendar up. I have no idea what day of the week it is half the time. Right. And I'm a mess. I'm mm. just a fucking mess. Yes. So, yes, yes. Monday for Job. Sorry. Right. Sorry. Bye. All right. Bye. Hey, wife. I guess that's the end. But husband, that's just sad. It doesn't have to be. We are on lots of social media platforms like Twitter. Our handle there is sacrilegious underscore D. For D's nuts. Oh my God. Stop doing that. Anyway, we're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. There's a link to all of our social media sites at our website. Oh, we have a website? Yeah, it's sacrilegiousdiscourse.com, where you can also find a link to our merch shop. We have a merch shop? Yep. We have podcast-themed clothing, mugs, notebooks, and more, as well as an atheist and science-themed products. Wow, our fans should really go check that out right now. Definitely. They can get in touch with us by sending an email to sacrilegiousdiscourse at gmail.com. But before they do that, we could really use some help. Oh, yeah? With what? 
Well, it's not free running the podcast, and we need some financial support in order to get better equipment, which will free up time so we can concentrate on our podcast and our fans. Okay, so what should they do? Head over to patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse and sign up as a contributor on our podcast. Supporters there receive additional bi-weekly episodes that we record just for our Patreon members for as little as $2 a month. Also, we'd really appreciate it if you would like and subscribe on whatever platform you're using. And Apple Podcast Reviews help us out tremendously. Like and subscribe. Leave an Apple review. Join us on Twitter. Support us on Patreon. That's a lot of instructions. Don't forget to say thanks. Thanks. Okay, bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.